Good morning, First Church family. Before we head into our Palm Sunday service, we have something super, super exciting that we want to bring before you this morning. Yeah, so obviously Palm Sunday, uh, beginning of Passion Week or Holy Week, remembering the uh, life, the death, and ultimately on Easter, the resurrection of Jesus. And uh, that is a celebration that's going to take place regardless of where the, the individual members, people that make up the church are at any given time. Um, and so as we set our attention on the resurrection of Jesus, obviously we can't be together. And so we really put our heads together in trying to brainstorm how we can celebrate uh, the resurrection and how with this extra time that we have on our hands, how we can really be a community that's celebrating the resurrection together. So I feel like we've come up with, with about as good of a, an idea as we can in these resource bags that we want to give you where it's something that you and your family can walk through every single day uh, and we'll all have that in common. We'll all do the same things every day. We can post it on social media. That's another way we can be a part. And so we get to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus together while we're all separated. So to make sure that you get your celebration bag, because our celebration is going to start on Tuesday. So tomorrow, which is Monday, we're going to do a drive-through celebration kickoff. So tomorrow on Monday from 11 to 1, Jordan and I are going to be at door number 4, which is where we're at right now above the big uh, awning. And we are going to keep our distance. We have our gloves. We have our, we'll have our masks um, at that time. And also from three to five, Luke and Devin are going to be out to meet you. So uh, just drive through. Nobody gets out of the car. We're going to try to keep our safe dif distance. I'm actually going to see if I can just throw the bag right into your car. Um, that might not work. But um, we want every family to have a bag. Um, there are going to be activities, like Jordan said, together. Um, however, some of us aren't even doing drive throughs and we get that. So if you want to be part of this celebration and you want your activities delivered to your house, please email me at holly at firstchurchconnect.com. And we have people that are willing to deliver the bag directly to your home. We will put it right on your doorstep, no contact needed. So let's celebrate together. Um, drive through tomorrow from 11 to 1 and 3 to 5, and hopefully we'll see you there. So as we begin uh, our, our journey towards Easter together, we're going to kick things off by hopping back into Palm Sunday service. Good morning, First Church. It is good to be together. My name is Jordan Chapel, and uh, I am so thankful that you've joined us here this morning uh, as we've gathered together. And our lives have all kind of been interrupted, but now more than ever, I'm reminded uh, of the importance of setting our hearts and our minds uh, while our rhythm of life is out of whack, setting our hearts and our minds on the rhythms of Jesus and how he's wanting us to remember his work, his life, uh, his death, his burial, his resurrection. And so as we today on Palm Sunday move into Passion Week, there's just uh, some things I want to set before you to kind of begin to prepare what we're going to experience and walk through uh, this week. And so on Palm Sunday, we take this day to remember Jesus's triumphal entry into the city of Jerusalem. And what was happening is Jesus sent some of his disciples uh, before him. They said, he said, go get a colt. I'm going to ride in on it. And, and so they go and grab one for him and he's riding into the city. They make a, a makeshift saddle out of some of their cloaks and they begin to kind of put their jackets and everything down on the ground as he walks in and, and or as he rides in and as he rides into the city they begin making the, this kind of really big scene and they're they're just shouting praises of adoration they're saying they're using this word hosanna hosanna just this this adoration that can't be contained that all of their attention and affection is on the person of Jesus. And in the book of Luke, it goes on to say uh, that they did it. They did all of this in a loud voice for all of the mighty works that they had seen. And so now I want us to set our hearts on the mighty works of God that we have seen in our lives. And it says, they continue, and they said, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Remembering back to what was promised all the way back uh, to the time period of David, saying, 
God saying, I'm going to, through you, provide a king who's going to reconcile and restore and redeem everything that's broken. I'm going to make it right. And so the disciples are remembering and recognizing that Jesus is king. And as they move into uh, the city of Jerusalem, they're just making a scene because of of what is bubbling up out of their hearts. And, And the overflow of that is just coming out with this absolute praise. And so as we move into today, Palm Sunday, even though we're separated by by social distancing, even though we can't gather together in person, I don't want that to stop us from the totality of our hearts just bubbling up because of the good and incredible works that we have seen uh, from the hand of God and because of who he is to us. I don't want that distancing to stop us from, from shouting and remembering just complete and total adoration and obsession with the person of Jesus. Today we are going to remember the the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross through communion. And so uh, now would be a great time, uh, so you can kind of move pretty seamlessly into that at the end of service. Now would be a great time to gather the supplies you need. Um, Again, we don't want to be flipping about this, but whatever you have available to you uh, will be a perfect substitute. If you don't have bread, juice, whatever you have will be a great tool to remember the work of Jesus. So I'm going to pray for us, uh, and then we're going to get, uh, get started into service together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that even when we're separated, you are with us. We thank you uh, that you are king of the universe, that, that you were promised long ago, and we've seen that fulfillment. And so we just pray that you will rule and reign in our hearts today that our adoration and our affection, our attention will just be completely on you and not any outside circumstances, but that we will know that you are worthy of our praise and that we'll give you praise accordingly today. Lord, we love you deeply and we're thankful uh, for for this common grace of technology uh, by which we can gather. And we just ask that this, uh, this service will be a sweet, sweet offering unto you. We love you deeply and we ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen.
Oh God, we thank you so much that we can trust you and you alone. We are in a season where there are so many things that want to vie for our attention and for our loyalties. But Lord, we thank you that we can come into this place and we worship the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who sits on the throne, exalted, high and lifted up. So meet us here, meet us where we are. Oh God, we thank you that we don't put our trust in horses or chariots, but we trust in the name of Jesus, the only King forever. In his name we pray, amen.
As we prepare for this morning's offering, I just want to start by saying, First Church, you have been so generous. We're figuring out how to do ministry differently, and it's been exciting at times. It's been challenging at times, but to see your support of um, us trying new things and, and not only supporting us with words of encouragement, but also with your tithes and offerings, it's been, it's been such a blessing. So I just want you to continue that, um, finding ways to give. Um, the easiest way is probably to go to our website and just click the Give button on our homepage. Um, but you can also mail your check into the church. And um, as we take a time of prayer this morning, I just want to remember Pastor Jim and what a blessing he was to us, um, but also lifting him and his family in prayer. Um, we know if you knew Pastor Jim for five seconds, you know that he is rejoicing and he is loving where he is. But for those of us who are left, um, there's a big hole. And so, um, Father, we come to you this morning and we thank you for the ministry that is happening in our midst, even though we are not gathered together. But Lord, there's also great sorrow at times that comes in that. Um, those who are anxious and fearful of the virus and the, how that would affect them, um, how that affects our day-to-day -day life and our businesses and our livelihood. Lord, I lift all of our families before you. I pray that you would be um, the God of peace and the God of comfort in these times of uncertainty and turmoil. And Lord, I lift the Martin family to you. I thank you that Jim is rejoicing in your presence. Um, I can picture him now um, dancing uh, and, and singing. And Lord, I, I'm grateful, grateful to have him impact my life and um, the encouragement that he was to me, but also mourning um, that hole and that loss. And so, Lord, I lift the Martin family up to you. I pray that um, in this time of social, social distancing, Lord, that they would be blessed, not only by the church coming together and loving on them in the best way that we can, but, Lord, by your presence, your peace that passes understanding. We give this time to you. We ask that you be glorified and honored in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. to join the song so long before our lives to raise our voice along heaven and earth the light we've seen your
thousand generations, you are worthy, Lord of all. And unto you, the slain and risen King, we lift our voice with heaven, singing worthy, Lord of all, Lord of all. You thank you for joining us today on Palm Sunday. And so we're going to today take a break. Our sermon series, Timeless, where we're going through every book of the Bible, we're going to put that on pause today as we intentionally look ahead this week to Holy Week. You'll hear a lot of things maybe this week about Good Friday and about Holy Thursday. And I today want to talk to you about something very, and, and be very intentional in our time together because I don't want our church to become so sophisticated that we forget the cross of Christ. Today I want us to think about the cross of Christ. Many years ago when I came, 11 years ago, I kind of came as a brother. But now that I have all this gray hair, and uh, I'm a little older. I come to many of you as a father, almost pleading you today to live for the cross of Christ. Don't ever forget the importance of the cross of Christ. And I'm pleading with you today to live for the glory of the cross, to lay down your life for the cross of Christ and its importance. I only have one verse today. It's from the book of Galatians. The whole book of Galatians is about being unshackled from sin. And in chapter 6, verse 14, we read these very important words. 
But far be it from me to boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ by which the world has been crucified to me and I to the world. Far be it from me to boast except in the cross of Christ. Those may seem like shocking words. May I never boast in anything. Number one, that's shocking. Shocking that Paul would say that. And he would say, uh, I will boast only in the cross. One good thing about this is that you don't have to know, I don't have to remember a lot of things. I can remember the cross. And what's shocking about it is, is that Paul is saying that we should boast in a lethal means of death. That's shocking. It's shocking this morning to think about that. That, that, that we would boast in the electric chair, that we would boast in lethal injection. How strange it is that he would say this. It's strange. Because it is the execution of the Son of God. It was a bloody mess. If you would have been there, you might have gotten sick. It was gruesome. It was brutal. It was the worst of all torture. It was the worst of all torment devised to bring against the perfect son of God. And he became the lamb that was slaughtered. That's what happened on the cross. And here's the second thing. Only? Only? Like it's exclusive? I am only to boast in the cross? I mean, Paul, in your letters, you said in Romans, we exult in the hope of the glory of God. We boast in the hope of the glory of God. Paul wrote uh, again in verse the next verse, we also exalt in our tribulation. In other words, we boast in the tribulation knowing that they produce patience and, and hope. In 2 Corinthians, he wrote to the church in Corinth, most gladly, therefore, I will rather boast about my weakness. Uh, who is our hope and our joy? He said to the Thessalonians. He said to them, he said, who is our hope and our joy or crown of exaltation or of boasting is it not even you he speaks about this boasting and here is the point the point in what we're talking about today is that all boasting leads to this boasting it's this boasting all boasting comes through the cross of Christ I feel a little bit like Pastor Paul here today. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, in verse 1, he says, When I came to you, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaim to you the testimony about God. I, as I come to you, I feel like Paul. I, I, when I come to you, I'm not a fancy speaker. I don't know how to do, I don't know everything. But when I came to you, I didn't come out of all of that, but I came to you to proclaim and to t testify about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I have leveraged my life on that singular moment. In fact, I gave my life to Christ on April the 4th, 1980, on Good Friday. I have leveraged my whole adult life on the message of the cross of Christ. I am pleading with you today to know the importance of the cross of Christ. He says later in that same chapter, Paul is writing, Pastor Paul, and he says, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I have received, 
For I delivered unto you first all that I have also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. What could be plainer than that? Christ died for our sins. And the Bible really presents the cross simply and with a direct pressing demand for faith. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You can, it's interesting, you can't change your past. You can't, maybe you feel powerless, I can't do anything about my past. But I want to say to you today that you can determine your destiny by deciding for Christ. You might, I even say to you today, I want to deliver to you a message. But Christ can change your past. He can. He died on the cross so that for all the sins that you have ever committed and all the things you've ever done wrong, Christ died. That was what was happening on the cross. For everything that you've ever done wrong and to forgive you for anything you've ever done wrong. What do you have to do? Well, the Bible says to repent of your sins. That means to be willing to change the way you're living. And, and you may have no power to do that. You may say, you know, I don't have the power to do that. I mean, you may not have the power to, to stop some of the habits that you've developed in your life. You may say, I don't have the power to, to maybe fall in love with my husband or, or my wife. You may not have the power to do that. You may not have the power uh, to, to overcome and to change your whole life and all the things that you think about that need to be changed in your life. You don't have the power to do that. But if you surrender to Christ, he will give you the power. You say, Johnny, I don't know what else to do. I've come to church. I've tried. I, I, I'm trying to be a good person. I'm trying to straighten up here. Even I might be joining in here today and I, I, I don't have that peace. I don't have the joy. I don't have that power in my life that you're talking about. How do I get it? Jesus said, I am the way. And so I'm here today to say to you, come to Christ. Come to the cross of Christ. There is power in the cross of Christ. He will give you that power. He will give you a new strength. He will give you a new power in your life, a new joy and a new peace and a purpose for living. Every person engaging here today with me here together have to make that same choice. It's either the world and its pleasures and it's God or it's the cross of Christ. Which is it for you? Who are you choosing today? Come to Christ. Choose Christ. Because to delay makes the right decision harder. Indecision in itself is a choice. Not to decide is to decide not to. If you have a plane ticket and you want to go to California and it's, let's say it's leaving at six o'clock tonight and you're trying to decide on whether you ought to go or not and you, you keep deciding and you don't decide and you finally six o'clock comes, well, you've decided not to go. Because the plane will leave without you. The decision that you will have been made for you. The plane left without you. You will have to make the decision to come to Jesus yourself. And you need to remember that. Your parents can't make that choice for you. Your church can't make that choice for you. Your friends cannot make that choice for you. Your family cannot make that choice for you. Your girlfriend or your boyfriend, they can't make that choice for you. You have to come to Christ. You have to choose Christ. You must make it for yourself. You must decide today. Your decision today will determine where you're going to be in a hundred years. And none of you are here by accident. And today is your day, 
And God is doing a new thing in your life today. Receive him. Come to Christ. Choose the cross. Come to the cross. He will give you a new power. And he will give you a new peace. And he will give you a new joy. And he will give you a new purpose for your life. I heard a man who was a worship pastor many years ago. And he said it. And I want to make sure I get it right. He said, you are saved too what you are saved by. Let's say that again. You are saved to what you are saved by. And I want you to come to Christ by way of the cross. I want you to choose Christ by the way of the cross because saving faith has two things. It has specific content and a specific object. That specific object is choosing Christ in your life. And the specific content is the very word of God that God has given us to give us direction so that we may know him. Colossians chapter 1 verse 19. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him. And through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Come to Christ. Choose Christ today. Now you may be listening and you may be drawn by God today. And today you may recognize that you're apart from God and that you need him in your life today. And today, you are simply going to call on his name through the name of Jesus, the one who lived and shed his blood and the one we read about right here and rose again so that you could be forgiven. That is why you are here. It's no accident. And for you today, the Holy Spirit is calling you and those of you, and you will say, yes, all my life, Lord, I want you to take my life. God, I surrender it through your son Jesus, forgive me of my sins, wash away my sins, give me a new life, change me, Lord, and he will, he will do that for you. You will be transformed and you will be filled with the Holy Spirit and he will give you a new life if you'll choose that today. And I want you to do that right there where you are. We're gonna do this right here. You can choose Christ and I want this to be a holy moment. This can be a holy moment for you And I want you right now where you are to bow your head with me and pray uh, right now. And by faith believing, even if you're by yourself, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, I choose Christ today. And I choose Christ because he died on the cross. Jesus, take all my life. Save me from my sins, Lord. I believe Jesus died for me and he rose again so I could live for him. Fill me with your spirit, Lord, today. Make me brand new. Empower me to live a life only for you. Thank you for new life. Now take all of mine. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. And if you prayed that prayer, and you meant it in your heart, then Christ will come into your life as he did all those years ago on Good Friday for me. And he will invade your life and he will empower you for new life. I would love to hear if you gave your life to Christ today, you can see my, my, uh, my email address is at the bottom of this screen. I'd love to hear from you. Maybe it is that I can pray for you or somebody you'd like to have somebody pray for you. You can go to the front page of our website where it says prayer requests and ask for folks to pray for you as you follow Christ. The importance of the cross of Christ for all of us. If you're a believer, I want you today to rededicate your life to the cross of Christ, to remember the cross of Christ. That's what we're going to do here together. I want us to spend some time to focus on the cross of Jesus Christ. Consider the words of the Apostle John as we think about the cross today. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. Jesus said that in John. Other words that John wrote, 1 John 3.16, We know love by this, that he laid down his life for us.
1 John 4.10, he loved us and sent his son to be the, the propitiation for our sins, the substitute, the atonement for our sins. So we're going to take these elements and we're going to remember the Lord as he commanded because the cross is the basis of the new covenant why we can have this relationship with him. So let's remember the cross. As Holly leads us and as you prepare with the bread and the cup, I want you to consider and let's keep thinking and remembering the cross of Christ. I hear the Savior say thy pray together. Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, today. Thank you, Lord, for loving us so much that you had a plan. And that plan of salvation for us was the cross of Christ. Today, Lord, we remember Jesus and the great price that was paid for our sins. I pray, Lord, today that you would be exalted and that you would be praised and glorified as we remember you, the basis of the new covenant that we have with you. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and for leading us and for knowing that you gave us eternal life through Christ. Thank you for that today, Jesus. And it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it and he blessed it. And he said, this is my body that is broken for you. When you eat it, remember me. And then he took the cup and he blessed it. And he said, this is my blood. It's the blood of the new covenant. When you drink it, remember me. Well, today, I want to remind you as you go through this week, 
keep focusing on the cross of Christ. And let's be grateful. Grateful for the forgiveness of sin that we have in Jesus. Thankful for the new covenant that we have to have a relationship with Christ. Thankful for the eternal life that God has promised us. And today I want you to be encouraged that the Lord would bless you and keep you. And the Lord would make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and bring you peace. God bless you. Have a great week.